Welcome to the St. Richard's Episcopal Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Carolyn Devitt. For more information, please visit strichards.org. I grew up in a beach town on the Gulf Coast of Florida where it is pleasantly warm almost all year round. Seriously, it rarely drops below 73 degrees, and that was actually an MTV marketing tagline for a while for a reality show, if you're into that kind of thing. My parents' house was about a five-minute drive from the beach. My godmother lived right on the water, and I took to swimming much faster than I took to walking. The beauty of the South Florida climate is that the water is always warm. Most of the year when I jumped off my godmother's dock, or ran into the waves, I knew I would be met with a warm, salty, tropical ocean. I moved to Austin about a year and a half ago, and one of the first Austin things I wanted to do was go to Barton Springs. (laughs) It was summertime, and I thought that'd be a nice way to cool off in this Texas heat. I shall not attempt to describe to you the total shock I experienced when I instead was met with what felt to be the frigid waters of the Antarctic Ocean in the middle of Texas, no less. I wish I had done more research or at the very least had someone jump in before me to assure me the water's fine. It just takes some getting used to. I tell you this story to give us an image to help us unpack the sacrament of baptism, which we find in today's gospel reading, according to St. Mark. In the narrative from Mark, we encounter the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, foretold by the prophet Isaiah. John the Baptist, clothed in camel's hair and surviving on a diet of locusts and wild honey, appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People from various walks of life, from the Judean countryside to the bustling streets of Jerusalem, came to John to be baptized, confessing their sins in the River Jordan. The baptism of John, an act of cleansing and repentance, was a call to turn away from sin and to prepare the way for the Lord. John understood his role as a precursor, a herald, pointing to the one who would come after him. He humbly declared, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. John baptized with water, but he proclaimed that the coming Messiah would baptize with the Holy Spirit. The people flocking to John had seen how their society had grown so accustomed to the ways of the world. To be baptized by John was to accept his critique and to express solidarity with all those who were similarly moved by it. It was a very real and public gesture of commitment and unity. However, the impending arrival of the Messiah would be like a plunge into icy waters a shock to the system, to society, but a shock that would lead to transformation. Our Lord, in his humility, would also submit to a baptism of repentance, sanctifying the waters 
and making them warm through the fire of the Holy Ghost. Jesus, sinless and pure, chose to enter into the waters of human sin and brokenness. He took upon himself the burden of all mankind's guilt, bearing it down into the depths of the Jordan. This act inaugurated his public ministry, and in his humility, he pointed to the cross, where the burden of our sins would be lifted. The humility of Christ is a powerful example for us. It demonstrates his willingness to enter the messiness of our lives, to embrace our fallen humanity, and for us to share in his promises throughout his ministry of new life and redemption, the very thing we celebrate at Christmas. His baptism was an acceptance, an act of acceptance, excuse me, an acceptance of death for the sins of all. The voice that later in the chapter will cry out, this is my beloved son over the baptismal waters, identifies the Christ. He descends into the water, much like his descent into death, and ascends from it, much like his resurrection. The imagery of plunging into the cold waters of baptism mirrors our own spiritual journey. Baptism is not a mere dip into warm waters. It is a plunge into the depths of our faith. It is a call to repentance, to acknowledge our own sins, to turn away from them, and to prepare the way for the Lord. Just as the frigid waters of Barton Springs were a stark contrast to the warm waters of the Gulf, baptism is a stark contrast to complicity with the world. It is a call to change, to transform, and to embrace the transformation that Christ offers through his life, death, resurrection, and ascension. It invites us to be united with Christ, to live out his mission of reconciliation, love, and unity with one another. In the act of baptism, we are engrafted into the vine that is the church. We prepare the way for the Lord, just as John did in the wilderness. Baptism marks the beginning of our journey with Christ, a journey that compels us to live out our faith in word and deed in the world. Which is why I find it to be no accident that this is the way Mark's gospel begins right out the gate, and why our lectionary places this text at the beginning of our liturgical year. Our journey as baptized Christians is about embracing the humility and solidarity exemplified by Christ. In this sacrament, we acknowledge our unity with Christ and find our identity as beloved children of God. The waters of baptism may appear cold, but when ignited by the fire of the Holy Spirit, they become the waters of welcome. Do you remember your baptism? In that covenant, we are called not to passively observe, but to actively participate in the redemptive work of Christ who jumps in before us. Baptism is our plunge into the paschal mystery, a life with Christ, the cosmic ocean of creation, fall, and redemption. It is an embrace of the unknown, a humbling step into the waters of welcome, and a commitment to live as children of God 
imitating Christ's radical love and radical humility. I'm happy to report that I jump into Barton Springs almost every morning these days. And the water is, in fact, fine. And while taking the jump doesn't necessarily ever get easier, I hesitate a little bit less, and I do get a little bit braver each time. The same is true for the waters of baptism, when we allow the Holy Spirit to work through our lives. Prayer, coming to church, being nourished by the Holy Eucharist, engaging with scripture are all ways that help transform us and grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ, who sanctified these waters for us. As we continue to grow in these ways, the waters of baptism continue to be more inviting. Our baptismal promises become second nature to us as its waters are made fire of the Holy Spirit, allowing us to realize more fully that unity and communion with God's divine life was always our purpose. Even if you don't literally remember your baptism, remember its transformative power. Know that it is not a mere ritual, but a plunge into the divine waters of life sanctified by love itself, a plunge that changes us forever. We are called to be bearers of the good news, to be heralds of Christ's transforming love. We are called to make straight the paths of the Lord, leading others to, to these same holy waters of baptism where they too can turn away from sin, suffering, and death, and be united with Christ to share in the redemptive work of the Holy Spirit. Here's what the Book of Common Prayer says in the baptismal rite. We thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Through it, you led the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt into the land of promise. In it, your son Jesus received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us through his death and resurrection from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in joyful obedience to your Son, we bring into his fellowship those who come to him in faith, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The water is fine. Let it warm your heart, guide your way, and lead you to the source of life and the fountain of all blessings. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. For service times or more information on St. Richard's, please visit strichards.org. 